You are listening to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories are afraid. They are not perfect. We believe that the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1:17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. Thanks for listening today to episode 114 with a super special guest named Shay Gibbons. She is a breath of fresh air. You're going to love her. She is so much fun. She's just a really great person to know. And when you hear about her faith and what God has brought her through, you just want to like moth to a flame. You just want to get near and just like keep telling me, keep telling me more. Shay is a young little 21-year-old who has lived a life already, and she's going to share growing up um, in a pretty hard situation and then being rescued by her grandparents and what that looked like and, and coming to know Jesus as a young adult. So listen in. Hi, Shay. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. We are so thankful you said yes. Thanks for being with us and coming to just share with us and our listeners about your story. Every story matters, and God has an amazing uh, reflection of his plan in every single life, and your life is really special, and we are really excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about who who is Shay. So, well, I'm Shay, for starters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I um, moved here three years ago um, from Arizona, which is quite a drastic change. It is. Um, yeah, I work at Dutch Bros. Uh, represent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am your caffeine plug if you ever need it. Um, yeah. I Even love- without the caffeine, you're kind of the caffeine plug. Oh, absolutely. If you don't, I'll just give it to you naturally. Like right. My energy just yes. kind of trickles off. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much me. Um, I'm either, you know, on caffeine or I'm singing, one of the two. <laughs> so if somebody happened to be coming to First Baptist Church of Owasso on a Sunday morning, who might they see on the stage, Shay? Um, probably uh, that one bald guy with the beard. But then also <laughs> nice to him. You'll see. <laughs> Shout out Joe McKean. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a very spastic, jumpy girl. Um, her name is Shay. Who She's happens a to be spicy. me. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I love it. Yeah, so listeners, um, Shay is not going to brag on herself, so I will brag on her for her because she's an amazing singer, and when she opens her mouth to praise the Lord, it just draws you in to worship the Lord, and um, she's got a powerhouse of a voice. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, tell us about your cool tattoos. What are the special tattoos you have? So, actually, so these two are placed pretty conveniently. Well, the Um, listeners can't see, so you're going to have to describe Yeah, okay, so they are on my, what do you call this, your forearm? forearm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, right where you hold a mic, pretty much. Um, So, on my right arm, we've got a palm leaf um, to represent um, Palm Sunday. That's one of my favorite stories for some reason. 
Um, just like the imagery you get when you see or like when you hear like them greeting Jesus coming in with the palm leaves saying yeah. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. You know, I'm just so excited to do that one day. And just so that's kind of like a little gateway of like explaining like, oh, yeah, this is about my Lord and Savior, you know. Um, tattoos really get people talking. So And yes. then this one says Yahweh in Hebrew. It's one of Beautiful. my favorite names for the Lord. So Beautiful. Yeah. And then you have a couple more, I think. Oh, I got a co- uh, two coffee beans. Um, you know, work at Dutch Bros. I love <laughs> coffee. Um, and then I got this little guy behind my arm. And he's a little cactus. For Arizona? The, for Arizona, yeah. yeah. That's where I'm from. I actually just got this from my best friend who's in Arizona. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, it has a lot of, it's like home on my arm, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know the song, K Sarah Sarah. Yes. My favorite part is like, whatever will be, will be. The future's not up to you. K Sarah Sarah. You know, kind of like how, like, yeah, your future is not up to you. You know, like We're not the future's control. already planned, you know? And mm-hmm. so I just think that's so so cool. But yeah, that's my little tattoo tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how old are you? I am twenty one. So this is one of our younger guests. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Which just takes definitely makes us feel much hipper and cooler. The fact that you're even in the room. Oh jeez. <laughs> Jill and I are like, yes, can hang out with a twenty one year old cool girl. Awesome. <laughs> so what brought you to Oklahoma from Arizona? So I graduated high school in twenty nineteen. And my life was kind of not good. Um, and my grandparents actually live out here and they invited me to come live with them and they're teaching me how to like properly grow up and be an actual adult. And so, and they just helped me with my walk with Christ. And so they're pretty much my rocks for sure. (laughs) So I live with my grandparents right now. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that, I mean, as you even just began to tell that story, like, okay, what brought you here? I would really like for you to just dive into your story. Please share and just start wherever you want to start. But every story has knots <laughs> and yeah. messes. And we're just all in progress of being redeemed by the Lord. It's like we're all in progress, you know? Mm-hmm. So just share wherever you want to begin. Just tell us about your story. Yeah. Well, first starters, and I feel like this is a pretty important one. Um. I was actually born addicted to meth, and so addiction runs kind of in my veins naturally. Um, Both of my parents were uh, meth addicts, Hmm. and so kind of growing up with that addiction naturally, um, when I got into more of my teen years, the addiction side of my life really showed. Um, Were there things they had to do to help you as a newborn baby? To respond and so that kind of ties in um eventually like in my story because like when you're really like walking through your faith or you're just completely lost you don't realize that the Lord has always been in your life the whole time and so now that I fully understand like who the Lord is um I look back at my life and realize he's been there from the start because Mm -hmm. when you hear meth baby you think you know a lot of issues um probably being a preemie, nope, I came at a whopping nine pounds, no problem whatsoever, (laughs) except that I was a big baby. 
I'm very healthy. <laughs> so, but no, very, no very learning, no nothing issues. No, no. just uh, what a blessing. Yeah, because no. it could have been a different story. It really could have. Um, but thankfully, no, none of that. Um, I will admit there has been some like mental struggles mm-hmm. of you know my anxiety is a pretty high thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, no, came out pretty, pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Did you live with your mom and dad? So my parents were never married. And um, there was a big custody battle um, to where my dad had full sole custody over me. Um, Which is good because the grandparents I live with now are on my dad's side. Um, And so most of my life, I just grew up with just my dad and my grandparents. And would visit my mom, like, throughout the summer or at Christmas. Um, Because she, while I was in Arizona, she moved to Wisconsin. So it was just kind of a lot of back and forth. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Which, you've been, you've traveled a lot, I bet. Yeah. So I'm originally from California. That's where I was born. We moved to Arizona about maybe when I was six. Lived most of my life out there, my mom living in Wisconsin, and then here I am in Oklahoma now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of been a lot of places, for sure. Seen a lot of things. Um, but, yeah, so growing up, it was just constant back and forth between the parents. And in my younger years, the relationship with both my parents were, you know, pretty good. I never really saw my parents as parents, though. They were more of, like, kind of my best friends Mm -hmm. at the time. Like peers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say my true parents are definitely my grandma and my grandpa. Mm -hmm. Um, They definitely taught me right from wrong and uh, always made sure that I knew who the Lord was in my life. Were they always in Oklahoma, and would they just come there and visit, or did Mm -hmm. they live there, too? So... They lived in Arizona. They lived in Tucson, Arizona. And they moved here maybe 2017, about then. So they've been out here since 2017, and I would just come visit. But most of my growing up years, they were pretty much, like, right next door. Okay, good. Yeah. The town, meaning. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that like for you as a kid you just said, now I reflect back, and it really felt more like kind of best friends, friend, parents. Did it leave you kind of wondering, like, what what are the boundaries? Like, what's good, bad? What's, you know, or did you have a really just like, oh, I guess this is the way for everybody? Um. So growing up, not really having, like, actual, like, parents, um, I kind of was left on my own a lot. Um, Do you have siblings? I do. I have four siblings. Two of them are twins. Those are my older brothers. Um, we all have different dads. And so it goes my two older brothers, me, and then my two younger sisters. Um, the age gap is pretty big between all of us, except me and my sister. Uh, we're three years, and the other ones are seven years apart and 11 years apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they all lived with my mom. I was the only one. We didn't live with her. So no siblings from your dad? No. Nope. It was just just me. So most of the time, I guess you can classify me as a 
only child, pretty much. So with being home al- alone a lot, my dad had some gambling issues. He also would bring um, women into my life who would try to be like my mom and be kind of more controlling on what, how I should be. And that was kind of like really confusing because you'd go from no like female figures yeah to random woman who mm-hmm. I know is probably only going to be here for another couple weeks trying to tell me what to do and then repeat so it's just kind of like anything that I've been told how to be or behave from like my actual dad wasn't it was kind of just thrown out the window mm-hmm. and so kind of growing up you I realized like I grew up very young like, I had to grow up fast, grow up fast for yeah. sure. Um, I was kind of more of the parent than my parent was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so with being alone a lot, that gave me a lot of opportunities to get into things I shouldn't have. So kind of touching base back on the addiction part of my life, that's when addiction really started for me. It was about middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and again... Um, I will say that I've always known who the Lord was. I just didn't care. So I didn't care that certain things were bad. Um, I didn't care to go to church. I didn't care to know about him just because it was easier to not Mm -hmm. know about him. Sure. Um, And so with that addiction um, in middle school was when I actually formed a huge porn addiction and I mean, being a middle schooler with a porn addiction, nobody talks about that. Right. And especially even not being, with girls. Yeah, I was just about to say, especially not being a girl. I mean, because I would go sometimes to, like, every now and then a youth event at a church. And they would say, boys, we know you struggle with porn addiction. Girls struggling with how your hair looks. Come on, you know? So yeah. now, as somebody who will, like, easily proclaim her faith and, like, share about the Lord and her life, sharing my porn addiction as a woman is huge for me because nobody talks about it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's when that started. And going into high school, high school parties are coming into the picture. So you've got the alcohol, you've got the weed. So that really created kind of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um and I kept it hidden from my grandparents for a long time. I think they, I think they know. If they don't, well, then surprise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of just something I've always like struggled with was porn, alcohol, weed, biggest addictions. And it was kind of just something I became almost reliant on, especially the year of 2017. Um, a lot had happened that summer going into my junior year. And um, it was the first time my grand- grandparents being away. So it was easier to get lost, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, Did you kind of first recognize, like, oh, they really did kind of keep me grounded? I didn't realize that until I moved here. Okay. Um, because going into that uh, 2017 school year, Um, I became heavily reliant on alcohol and weed 
and just finding love in all the wrong places. Because, again, my parents weren't necessarily in my life, really. And so with that, it kind of created, like, some abandonment issues and mm-hmm. not knowing what, like, true love was. Sure. And so I'd go find it, unfortunately, with boys in school, you know. And that kind of just became the cycle for me to where my junior year of high school was when I really started spiraling down and was just completely formed a hatred for the Lord. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like people who really like are starting out in their faith or even just like trying to get a grasp on faith, they always come to this question of, if God is so good, why would he allow this, this, this to happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, we've heard that a lot mm-hmm. of times. Yeah, and right. that's pretty much the mindset that I was in was why would God let me be born into this family that's not even a family? Why would the Lord, you know, let these things happen to me when this other person seems like a way worse person than I am, but they're living perfectly fine, you know? Right. And you kind of just start putting other people on pedestals, like of how they they should be treated, but you're being treated like this, you know? And so that's when my hatred for the Lord really came in. Um, And I kind of just continued until I graduated high school and um, weed, alcohol, that was all I was known for. And um, a fun fact I actually didn't share was my full name is Shayla. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what everybody knew me in Arizona is Shayla. And when I moved here, it was fully, like, there's no access to alcohol for me. There's no nobody who's going to be giving me weed. There's nobody here. So this is, like, the first, when I first moved here, the first time I was in, quote, unquote, safe place. And I knew that when I was going to live with my grandparents, they were going to make me go to church. And I'm so glad they did. Um, because it made me really like look at my life and realize that the way that I was living was not how the Lord wants me to live. And when I accepted the Lord into my life and I started making those changes, Shay kind of came out. Hmm. This is a new beginning. Yeah. And um, I can't think of the scripture, but it's... um, once you, like, dedicate your life to Christ, you become a new creation. Yeah. And it truly feels like that because anytime I hear the name Shayla, my family calls me Shayla. But when, like, people I don't know call me Shayla, it feels like they're referring to who I used to be. And whereas people know me as Shay here in Oklahoma or just new people that start to meet me, they see the Lord through me, you know. And... um did it take you a while to accept Jesus? Were you kind of like, I don't know about this? Or was it a sudden revelation? How did that happen for you? It was a big aha moment, for sure. Okay, so you were graduated high school, and then you came here. Mm-hmm. And is was it here that you be, came to know the Lord? Yeah. So what brought you from Arizona? Like, exactly what brought you over here? So the living situation that I was in was not... It wasn't good. And my grandma found out about it and was like, hey, you're moving with us. And I said, 
okay. <laughs> and I pretty much had a week to pack up all my stuff. And we moved. And I've said this time and time again, that moving to Oklahoma sucked. But it was the best thing that could ever have happened to me. Because, I mean, again, like I was away from those people who were not good for me. And I got literally thrown into godly community and it showed me like this is what healthy living is and the people that I came in contact with was the college group Scopeo at the church Mm -hmm. um and they just completely are a huge part of who I am today because they they just showed me love for the first time, genuinely, like, just genuine love, um, and it wasn't from sex, it wasn't from alcohol, and it wasn't from weed, it was just Christ through them, and that's one of my biggest things as a Christian now, uh, to fully show love at all times, no matter how much I want to hate somebody or something, that's not what the Lord would want me to do, He wants me to lead with love, mm-hmm. And so anybody that I come in contact with, I want to make sure that they know they're loved by me and also by the Lord. Even if they don't accept the Lord, they're still loved by him. And I think that's one of my favorite things about him. So the love of that group was one of the things that kind of broke down your own, like, maybe maybe I really do want to know the Lord. Like, that was what broke through to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because awesome. I came in right about Super Bowl of 2020 okay (laughs) that's like the last thing that happened before COVID I was gonna say yeah you came right at the pandemic (laughs) I did I actually left Arizona when ASU got their first case so that's kind of interesting um but yeah oh wow first COVID case yeah their first COVID case it happened as I was leaving the state (laughs) it's crazy um but so you got here and then we had to immediately shut down yeah, and so that obviously sent me a little bit like, ooh, now I have to really work on my relationship by myself, you know. I wasn't going to talk to my grandparents about it because I didn't want them to know at the time that, like, I didn't really know who the Lord was. And, like, I didn't want to ask the stupid questions, you know. Uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question, but... I'm sure you know now. You're yeah, I know that now, like, but when... Of course, ask us anything. Yeah, when you're learning the scripture and you're learning, like, about the Lord, you feel like some of those questions are stupid, you know? Like, for instance, like, is God and Jesus the same person? I still struggle with that question, actually, but... Well, if we ever figure out how to explain the truth... <laughs> exactly! We'll be calling you yeah, right that's not up. a simple explanation. <laughs> Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're three in one. And, yeah, do we understand that? I don't think we ever will on this side of heaven. Uh-uh. But anyway, so keep going. But see, but at the time, like, when you're trying to, like, fully... You want to fully understand something when you're learning it. Right. Sure. And, and the you Lord see, you probably so... see these people at church and think, well, they understand all of this. They grew up in this. Uh-huh. Not and knowing that you... we're still, like, we're still figuring it out. Maybe yeah. you incorrectly assume everybody else knows every answer. Yeah. Which is so not Mm-mm. the case. No. And... There is, like, one person who really helped me with that, and I will admit it was a boyfriend at the time, um, but I could ask those stupid questions without being shamed, and that's because this person showed the char- characteristic of love and just had so many characteristics of Christ through him that um, 
I could ask those stupid questions. And again, they're not stupid, but <laughs> when you're learning, it feels stupid. And it's it just feels good that like the Lord is so mysterious that we're never gonna understand these right. questions. Right. You know? And it just took a while for me to grasp that, especially being in a lockdown where I had just I'm in a different state. All of my friends are in quarantine together back home. And I just made friends and then they were taken away because mm. we got shut mm-hmm. down. And it was just kind of cool to see how the Lord worked through me in that. And uh, it wasn't until like, I think that summer of 2020, like around August maybe, was when I truly was like, all right, the Lord is my savior. Mm-hmm. This is it. Like, this is how I'm going to live my life forever. And yeah. Pretty, pretty beautiful. Yeah. How do you now look back? You know how you said, um, I think God was with me all along, but I just didn't know it. Like, how do you see that through your st- story? Like, how did God weave through and, and you see it now? So I already shared about when I was born, mm-hmm. you know, think meth baby, think a lot of problems. I was completely healthy. Um, I've also seen that, like, there were a lot of situations that I got myself into to where, like, I probably should have died. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely was in the wrong place, wrong time, a lot of times. And um, just seeing that, like, how things played out. There were a lot of, just the Lord was so there. Um, And then seeing that the Lord, like, this is where the Lord is actually calling me to instead of staying in Arizona. um, You can see him through the move because he completely stripped me of all of those worldly things. Um, Like, at the alcohol and weed. So you came here and it was just cold turkey off of everything? Pretty much, yeah. Um... And then going into lockdown, even, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was completely like, this is going to be out of your life. Now you're going to learn how to function without it. Was it kind of refreshing for you to have this clean, new start? Yes and no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because again, like, um, my best friend, um, her name is Tyler. She still lives in Arizona. Um, And she, her family, like, really took me in. Um, in high school when my dad would sometimes go and be gone for a while. And um, so that was kind of like the family that I knew. And there'd be times where I like, I just want to be with her and her family and, you know, go drink one up and call it good, like call it a day. Um, Anytime that I got angry um, with something going on at home or whatever, um, I just wanted to I honestly just wanted a drink and my poison was vodka. I used to drink it like water Mm -hmm. and not having that in like angry times was something very interesting to learn how to like actually face my emotions, you know? Yeah. 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 And then being on lockdown, man, that lockdown. (laughs) Woo. I, I, I believe like a lot of people went through a lot of mental, Absolutely. Struggle through lockdown. And just going through, just like honestly, just the regular mental struggle of being in a lockdown and away from people 
but then you add I don't want to say detoxing because I wasn't detoxing but, but your it, in a way skills that you had leaned on yeah were gone yeah and now you're all of a sudden having to find new coping skills good or bad those are your coping skills yeah so now you're having to reset and figure out well, what do I do now in a I feel whole this new way. landscape mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and then so that's when I just dove into worship music and that's when I kind of fell in love with it because right after COVID was when I started uh where I mentioned him again, that bald guy with the beard, Joe McKean. <laughs> That's when I uh, met him. Um, and did you right before ask the shutdown? About, actually, like being a part of the worship team. How did he know to ask? Yeah, him? so I asked him to be a part of the worship team. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, like let's hear you audition." And so I auditioned with the only worship song I knew at the time, which was Oceans. Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of just what I grew up on Mm -hmm. was oceans and he was like oh yeah we're gonna put you on (laughs) and the week I was scheduled to be on and I honestly was just going on the worship team just to sing um not for the right reasons it was just all for me did you grow up singing I did um I actually did musical theater for many years and that's kind of what my voice was trained to be was musical theater for a while um and so I just wanted to find something like that out here. And the closest thing I could find was worship team. And so did that. But then the week I was supposed to go on, like, to do worship was when we shut down. The very For, week. That, yeah. In March, and, March yeah. of 2020. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I kind of, again, looking back at, like, seeing how the Lord was there, I feel like the Lord definitely did that to me to, like, be like, hey, heart check. Who are you doing it for? Mm. You know? And it's just right after COVID, like we, Joe put me on and definitely you can see that my worship was transformed already. And that's such little time of just actually getting to know the Lord, actually like diving into the worship, diving into the word. And then from there on out, I mean, my worship is still changing to this day because my faith is growing stronger and stronger every day. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. One of my favorite times I've gotten to see you lead was at Falls Creek, actually. Ah. Summer of 2022 Mm -hmm. in June, the church band from our church, Joe McKean and about six of maybe or seven other people, including Shay, went to be the band at Falls Creek, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. So those listeners who may not know, Falls Creek is a camp where there are as many as 7,000 students in a week, and it is an absolutely amazing place where God can move anywhere he wants to, and he is limited by nothing. But he does seem to have shown his blessing and favor on Falls Creek because he his presence is felt so powerfully there by so many people, including me. But that was a pretty special week. I got to go and watch and be a part of that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Falls Creek was amazing because you, for those of you who know Joe McKean, he's a very people person. He loves talking to people, loves making relationships with people. So the band, we were always in cabins talking to students. And you can see the Lord working through them the whole week. 
and you get to the end of the week and they just are on fire for the Lord. And it's just so amazing, like being able to watch that. Um, even watching some kids like come down to altar call and really like fully dedicate their life to Christ. Mm-hmm. It was just so cool. Oh, what a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to get to see you and Quinn sing together too. Oh, absolutely. I love Quinn. Two powerhouse voices right there. <laughs> she uh, definitely was part of like my worship journey for sure. Because one of the first big things that I did um, was a camp actually in summer of 2020, I believe, or fall. It was in 2020, and that's when I met Quinn. And when I first started singing at First Baptist Wasso, I had the short brown hair just like her, and everybody <laughs> thought I was her for the longest time. People would ask you if you were Quinn? No, they just thought I was Quinn. Oh. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I'm Shay, but nice to meet you. <laughs> and when I got back from North Africa, my hair was short, and people thought I was Quinn again at Christmas. So You're Twin. <laughs> yep, Quinn, if you're listening, I am your twin. Well, we want to hear about North Africa. What did you do there? So I went and taught English to kids. Um, and then I also was doing underground mission work, Ooh. which was amazing doing mission work there. Um, the place that I was at, it was it's a very, very dark country. Um, Not many believers? No, it's... A lot of people that are not walking with the Lord. Or maybe you have never even heard about Jesus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They actually have heard about Jesus, but they just don't believe that. You In know, the same way. No. They believe he's mm-hmm. a little bit, he's underneath a couple people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you get to have some relationships build up with, um, you know, people you met there? Oh, yes. Um, Definitely have created a, a good lifelong type friendships with some of them. And there was one girl who I actually got really close with. And I only had a week with her. Um, but to this day, we still message back and forth. And asking, she's asking those questions. And you can really tell, like, she's finally understanding that, like, everything that she's been taught was a lie. And mm-hmm. she's truly seeing, like, how wonderful the Lord is. And it's just so awesome to see that work through her. How long were you there? Three months. Three, mo- three, three months. months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Like I kind of forget that I been I was there for that long. Like it didn't feel like it was that long, but it also felt like a lifetime at the same time. Um, Did you go with a group? No. So I actually went through um, a church called Henderson Hills in Edmond, mm-hmm. and I went through there. I just went through them, and um, I didn't know anybody there, um, like in the country who I was, like, living with, I just kind of jumped right in, and, uh, how did you get involved with this group, if you didn't know anybody that was going, really? Um, so it's actually really funny, so somebody that you know, who's joining your family very, very soon, um, Miss Chloe, soon to be my daughter-in-law, yeah, Miss Chloe Hogan, soon to be Wall, so excited, um, oh, I am too, um, but she was reached out by somebody who works in the mission field. So they messaged her saying, hey, do you want to go to North Africa um, to teach English? And she was um, not able to go. And um, they asked um, 
if she knew anybody else that would be willing to go. And she kind of just threw my name out there before talking to me. And then, <laughs> then she talked to me and was like, hey, would you be interested uh, in going into North Africa to teach English? And I said, that'd be kind of fun. I don't have anything going on right now. Why not? And she explained more in depth about like really what it was. And I was like, wow, I have been asking the Lord to send me like the past like couple months before this. And it's just been my prayer for a while. And what an just, answer to prayer. Yeah. Well, then I come to find out that, like, this was a hurried thing. So I had, like, my meetings with the people I needed to talk to and the people who I'd be living with and everything. And they're all like, yeah, so you'd leave in probably about, like, two weeks. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so no I – sure. Yeah. So I kind of sprung that on my grandparents. And they were like, make sure you're, like, really talking to the Lord about this. Like, if it's if it's the Lord, he's going to set it up for you. And by golly, he did. Because <laughs> everything just kind of fell into place. And when I got there, the the people who I was living with, they told me that, like, they have been praying for somebody to come out. Um, and that was, like, a big answered prayer because of how much their school has grown. They needed more teachers, and they I was able to fill that spot. And now they just keep growing and growing. And, um, Very exciting. Yeah, and the work that they're doing out there is amazing. Um, What's it like to be in an underground church? Is it very secretive, mm-hmm. and um, you have to be careful what you say in public? Or Yes, so I will admit I went in with a lot of stress of – like security issues sure um later to come find out it wasn't as bad as I really thought it would be like I thought I wouldn't be able to like really say anything and it kind of goes back to the tattoos I got asked a lot about this tattoo and what it meant yeah and when just sharing something like that I told I would explain like yeah this is for you know like my faith and like um about I get to explain what Palm Sunday is to them and then they're like oh can you tell me more about your religion and I'm like yeah sure and pretty much when they ask you that you're that's like the green light to kind Mm -hmm, of go mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and it's so hard not to word vomit for sure like (laughs) you just want to tell them everything everything but then you gotta remember like hey hey like let's let's build a relationship and then like you know bring it in like you've been doing with this friend that you're still talking to which is really special and cool Oh, yeah. What if God uses you to be the one to draw her to salvation? Yeah. To Jesus? That is amazing. Yeah. And I just join you in praying for that. And there was one conversation I had with one girl. Um, and, like, I told her at the end of it. And, again, like I said, I love showing love. That's my favorite thing. And I told her, I was like, if you don't care about anything I just told you or you know, you do. I just want you to know that, like, the Lord loves you, even though you don't know him. And she's like, really? Even though we don't have the same religion? I was like, oh, the Lord loves his everyone. And she's like, it took her a while to, like, really, you could tell, like, the Lord was really working in her because she didn't even want to come and meet with me that day. Like, like, the enemy was definitely trying to drag her away. Like, Mm -hmm. she was trying to find every excuse she could but she, like, felt like she needed to be at this lunch. Mm-hmm. 
and um, you see the wheels turning in her head and she made the comment of, wow, I could see myself being a Christian. And for awesome. their for their culture, for somebody to say that, it's a big really deal. big deal. Yeah. I mean, because like they would at home, if they misbehaved, like their parents would say, what are you, a Christian? Oh, really? Yeah, I found that one very surprising. Oh, very surprising. Yeah, so in their culture, Christian Christians are just bad. And so for them to, for yeah. someone to say, like, I can see myself being a Christian, it's a huge, huge deal. Mm-hmm. And um, she got to tell me her story. And you can just tell, like, again, like, the Lord was with her. There were so many instances where she was not in a good place. And um, I do believe the Lord's really working on her heart. I unfortunately lost contact with her, but, you know, I don't have to worry because I know the Lord's got her. You know, mm-hmm. you're not in control, sure. and Mm-mm. that's right. He's got no. her. I think control. One of my favorite things that I have come to learn is that somebody else's faith is not on my shoulders. Um, what is on my shoulders is to being able to share who the Lord is. After that, it's all in the Lord's hands. Right. Yeah. 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 So looking back at that Shay that was living in Arizona or Shayla mm-hmm. to now. Oh, I would laugh at myself if I saw, if my old self saw my new self, I would totally be bullying the crap out of myself, for sure, because it's like, you know, that's what you did. If you're, if you're a lost soul, you're going to make, you know, lost people hurt, or hurt people hurt people. Right. Right. It's such a true statement. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And so that's what I would have done. But now if I, me now. If I saw my old self walk in, I would try so hard to be friends with my old self to show them who the Lord is. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that little Shayla <laughs> come a long way. Yeah, and you know, it's nothing that I did for sure. It's all the Lord. It is all the Lord. How awesome to see His plan unfolding day by day, still for you mm-hmm. to see what He's done in your life. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. He's so cool. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know if any of your listeners have heard or seen me do worship, but when I sing songs and it's talking about, like, what the Lord has done for you or the goodness that he is, you know, I just get so excited. I can't contain it. I have to jump up and down. Oh, yeah. You're known as the jumpy. I am. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's joy. It It is. It's just so, oh, the Lord is so cool. So if you were going to tell our listeners today some of the your very favorite worship songs that maybe they don't know, they've not heard, what would be your top ones that you should say, yo, you need to listen to these songs. You've got to check out these worship songs. Uh, my, one of the ones that has like always been on my heart for sure is Goodness of God. Oh, yes. Um, there's a verse in there and it really like hits home. Um, and it's like, I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend growing up with not having like a true father figure in my life that like knowing that I actually did and I do still like the Lord is my true father. It's just, wow. So definitely goodness of God is one of those ones for sure. The one that has been kind of playing over and over as of the summer of 2022 
is always good. Um, Bethel. Um, it just talks about how the Lord sees you through everything. And he sees you at your lowest point. He also sees you at your highest point. And he's going to be consistent. And he's the same throughout it all. He just is always good, you know. And that one for sure is a great one. Um, another one is Forever Yahweh. It just talks about all the different names that um, the Lord has. And that's a treasure trove right there. Yeah. Listeners may not know, but there are, the Bible has beautiful names of God. It's not just God. So we have all these beautiful descriptive names of him. So what mm-hmm. were you about to say about that? Um, so we have multiple names that we call God. And it's just saying that like the verse in there is um, your name is worthy of all praise. And it's just, it's so true. No matter what name you call him. It is worthy of praise. Um, by far, my favorite names are Yahweh and Adonai. Um, oof. I don't know what it is, but those... Ah, it's so cool that he has multiple names, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so since you feel like you kind of, like, were born with this addictive thing, and you've transferred that, you feel like you've transferred that addiction to, like, worship music and... Oh, absolutely. Um... My addiction is singing. Um, if you know me, really have good addiction. Yeah, if you know me, I'm always singing. Like my life is a musical. Like if you're asking for a pen, here is a pen for you. You know, I, addiction for sure is singing. I don't shut up. <laughs> and of course, caffeine. Love some caffeine, as we said earlier. So right now, so now you're working at Dutch Brothers. What else are you doing? Um, that's pretty much it right now. I'm just working at Dutch Brothers, and, um, I am doing different worship things. Um, I serve at First Baptist, of course. That is my true home church. Um, I've also have been serving at Audacity Church. It is right next to TU. I've been, um, serving there on the worship team. Oh, you know, you're always going to have your home church, but sometimes your home church isn't where you're going to always stay, you know? Mm-hmm. You're always going to kind of grow out into other ones. And for sure, Audacity has kind of become that place for me. Um, but I'm also in a couple of uh, worship collectives. Um, there's one called The Gathering. We um, are a group that is, our, one of our mottos is One Church, One Purpose. So our band is full of different denominations coming together to worship the same God. We just actually had an event last night, and hmm, the enemy is so funny, I think, <laughs> um, because rehearsals and attitudes were just so, it was so bad. So it was definitely warfare. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I wanted to walk out for sure, and then the night starts. And you, there's this, a huge presence of the Lord there. And I think this was our biggest event that we had, and it was the best one because the Lord just said, <laughs> when you see, for me, when I see the Lord, like, so, like, obviously there, I call it his oogly boogly. Um, <laughs> he just goes oogly boogly. And um, he says, I'm going to make myself known, and y'all going to feel it. And it was felt for sure. Um, the enemy lost for sure that night. Um, and then just doing stuff with So We May. So that's pretty much 
what I do. So We May is the band that um, lovely bald, I mean, Joe McKean. <laughs> I love making fun of his bald head. Um, <laughs> Joe McKean is um, over, and So We May is definitely, like, my family. I love everyone that's a part of So We May. Yeah, that's pretty much me. Dutch bros and worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Shay, for sharing your story with us. Yeah, thank you. It was amazing being here. You're a breath of fresh air. <laughs> and I love the the contagious joy that you have for Jesus. I just And I love that you use the tattoo on your arm to share about how Jesus came into Jerusalem and everybody praised him and said, Hosanna, Hosanna, and just praising the Lord, and that's what you do. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. I, oh. The I Lord is it. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Listeners, thanks for being with us today. We are so glad that you heard Shay's awesome story of how God has moved in her life. And, you know, she is basically... The breaking the cycle that the world would expect her to be in. No, she is walking with the Lord and experiencing joy, jumping, literally jumping with joy, <laughs> praising the Lord. Uh, she really is a great picture of 2 Corinthians 5.17, which she referred to today in her talk. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. And behold, all things are made new. I see that in Shay. She's awesome, and I loved getting to have her today. Um, Shay also wanted to, we were talking afterwards a little bit about her when she mentioned her porn addiction in middle school. And we have a couple of books that we are going to reference in the show notes um, by Mo Isom and Jamie Ivey that we think would be good resources to have as a church. We need to get our heads out of the sand and stop thinking that no one's dealing with that. That's wrong. So let's let's wake up and talk to our teenagers about this. And talk to our friends and talk to ourselves. <laughs> what God would do in our hearts and not just act like, no, no one has problems. We're so thankful for Shay and her sweet spirit. And we just love being around her. And we hope you guys have a great couple weeks. Please remember to rate, review. We're needing some more reviews, guys. Review and subscribe. And we will be back in a couple weeks. We hope you have the best spring break ever. Bye.